0: Welcome to the Beyond Birth podcast. Join us each week as we take the conversation of motherhood beyond birth. I'm your co-host Liz Winters, a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre and postnatal coach, BirthFit regional director, and mama. I'm joined by my friend and co-host Jenny Anderson, mama, doula, and fellow BirthFit regional director. Our hope is to inspire, educate, and empower women as they navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood with evidence-based guidance, informative interviews, and entertaining anecdotes from our perspectives as moms, entrepreneurs, and birth professionals. While you're listening, please keep in mind that the information on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's dive in. Uh, welcome back to the Beyond Birth <laughs> podcast. Woo-woo. Yep, I'm hello, one of your hello. one of your co-hosts, Liz. I'm Jenny. We're so glad you're here. Um, in this episode, I just want you to get to know this wonderful person sitting across the table from me because we're recording this live. Yes, live. we're actually here together. Yeah, in like in person, which is a treat. I would imagine everything's recorded live. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Good call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're actually in person because, mm-hmm. truth be told, Liz, how far away do you live from me?
0: Uh, I think it's like a three and a half hour drive. It's a solid, yeah. It's a solid. Through the mountains. Through the mountains, which is why Jenny was kind enough to drive over here because I am a typical Portlander and cannot drive in the snow because I got a Prius. So, <laughs> again, typical Portlander. I
1: love it. Love it. So I come to you in my gas guzzler. Sorry. Mm, Sorry. sorry. Waiting for Tesla to come out with something better. It's fine. You have a Tesla? No, no. no. Oh. oh. I would love for them to come out with a Tesla SUV that I could drive in the snow I could afford.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Can we hit
1: all those boxes? All those boxes. That'd be great. Could it pull my horse trailer?
0: You have a horse trailer? I do. Let's talk about your horse trailer. You want to talk
1: about my horse trailer? I want to talk about your horse trailer. It's
0: a get to know you episode and you talk about a horse trailer.
1: It's true. I have a horse trailer no horses. No I'm just kidding. I do it. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Um my horse trailer, is it's parked in my front yard right now. It's not really getting a lot of a lot of exercise. I need to get it out mm. a little bit more. But I have um
0: right now I have three and a half horses. Three and a half. Three and a half. What's the half horse?
1: His name is Dewey, spelled D. E. W. E. Y. He's okay. a miniature. Oh my god. Um Stop so he it. comes up. I mean, like, I don't know, two and a half, three feet? Like, She's
0: gesturing. Yeah, you sorry, yeah, I'm, trying to,
1: I'm trying to Guesstimate. <laughs> Guesstimate. Um, mm-hmm. So the best part about Dewey, there's two really wonderful things about Dewey. The first thing is he's an amazing little animal, and he will, he's so gentle with my little girls. And um, my daughter, who's now three, as I clearly stated, Dewey is his name, and she pronounces it Doody. Aww. And so when she goes out to feed him and yells throughout our neighborhood... Duty, your dinner's ready. I'm oh my like, God! What do my neighbors think about what we name our animals around
0: here? Like,
1: <laughs> Duty. So he's he's the halfer. Okay. And then we have, and the funny story there is I um I'm 35, soon to be 36,
0: oh, almost happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank you. And um we're almost at the age of Aquarius. Actually, we are right now. Yeah.
0: Oh. well done us. Good job. No, we're not. Wait. no, we're not. We're in Capricorn. Or we're in Cap Sagittarius. Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh.
1: Yeah, I have a funny story about that, but we can say that one for a different day. Um, you know, um, I'm an Aquarius. It's coming up. And my, so I'm 35. When I was 11, I had been horseback riding. Make a long story short, because uh, I don't know how interesting this is to everybody. I won a horse in a raffle. She was one year old. It was like a, literally like a, I bought like $20 worth of tickets. I got five tickets. and You,
0: you won a horse in a raffle.
1: Won a full live horse. And we did What not. did your
0: parents do? Well,
1: we lived in Southern California and in suburbia. <laughs> and my parents, at the time that somebody walked over, they were like, she's, yeah, let her go, like, watch this raffle happen. Like, it's not going to sure. happen. And so I was over there losing my mind as, as an 11 year old would when they won a horse. Right. And my older friend, so she was probably at the time like 30, she seemed ancient at the time, of course, uh, walked around so. to find my parents who happened to be making dinner at the time, which included a pitcher of margaritas. And she walked up to my dad and was like, Jenny just want a horse. And my dad just flipped the on switch with the margaritas and was like, Ugh! oh, my God. <laughs> like, A, I don't want to hear you. And B, I'm going to need more tequila. <laughs> so we didn't live on, like, we lived in suburbia. We didn't right. have horse property. We didn't have a horse trailer. Coming back to that trailer, did not have one.
0: But now you do. Now I do. Good.
1: We had to, like, ask somebody to bring the horse back to the barn that I rode at. My mom had to oh call a vet and be like, is this a sickly animal? Like, we don't know what to do here. And the vet's like, no, she's healthy as a healthy as a horse. Be- and I see what you did there. Thanks. And she's going to, like, there's nothing wrong here. Congratulations, you're now the owner of a horse. And my mom admittedly said, you know, to my dad apparently that night, like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to keep this. This is insane. And my dad's like, yeah, no, you can't take away this. Like, the universe just handed her this horse. You can't can't undo that like that oh which, that would crush this girl's soul and it wouldn't right. so I had her and she is now I'm 35 so she's uh 24.
0: Horses live that long? And I know horses, nothing about horses. She's probably got like
1: another good six years in her. Yeah. Wow. So she's yeah. So I've had her since I was eleven. So she is She's your baby. She's oh she's like my mother, my sister, my teacher, my daughter, my Wow. She's everything. She's like a non negotiable in my life. Okay. My husband I talk all the time about like, yeah, we have to get rid of this, we have to change this, whatnot. Mm-hmm. My husband kind of knows, like deep down. But whatever we do, her name's dreamer. dreamer. Dreamer's coming with
0: us. Oh my gosh.
1: Because I was eleven when I named her, so she's dreamer. Dreamer. That makes yeah. the most
0: sense. <laughs> yes. Along with Sky.
1: Sky. Sky and um, Dreamer had a daughter about ten years ago yep but she has um she has an unfortunate injury and so she's just a she's a lawn ornament we like to call her oh cute Mm -hmm. and then we have another one that i actually ride and her name is angel i have all the most most like typical horse names ever yeah angel was a um rescue horse that was on a slaughter truck bound from mexico no yeah somebody took her off the truck trained her and i bought her and adopt don't shop
0: So, we know you're a doula. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about how you got into that world. Birth was a really
1: it was a really interesting experience for me. Okay. Um. I had I've had three losses. I had two miscarriages before my older daughter was born. Okay. Then I had um, a loss at 20 weeks mm-hmm. with um, a, mer- a, a pregnancy in between my two daughters, and I also have a blood clotting disorder so i'm on a blood thinner throughout pregnancy mm-hmm. my older daughter was um well, i had low amino fluid at 33 weeks and we were put in the hospital and so we've just birthed the transition for me um of knowing nothing about birth let's just get pregnant and i'm real good at getting pregnant mm-hmm. let's just get pregnant and and following that up with all the different ups and downs and there have been both ups and downs Was just really um it just shook my world. Yeah, I didn't know what I didn't know. And on the other side of that, I recognized what a hole there was for women to fall into. And you can have a perfectly stereotypical, this went well according to society, your mother, your friends, and it can be completely traumatic. Mm-hmm. And being there to step in when everybody else kind of steps back just really spoke to me. So that's yeah. what I wanted to. And so my husband, bless his heart, gave me his support to say, quit your job of 10 years and just let's do this. And so it's been um, a really awesome journey still mm-hmm. in the midst of learning all the things. There's so many things to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, we're never going to learn at all, but that's kind of my, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd nerd alert. Um, <laughs> so I'm just trying to learn everything and, and support people where they are, meet people where they are, where, they're, where they are. they hmm um, as opposed to where I think they should be, which is, I think, the first pitfall of modern care
0: for women. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's so beautiful for you to oh. just share that. Oh, thanks. It's just, yeah. yeah, putting people in a box. It's really like that's what you see in modern care, right? Like oh. we just assume that everyone requires the same kind of diet or the same kind of exercise routine or like there's like a formula for mm-hmm. birth or mm-hmm. how – Pregnancy and labor and delivery and postpartum should go. Mm -hmm. A timeline to your life. timeline to your life. When when you should be having kids, Mm -hmm. when you shouldn't be having kids. How close they should be together, how far apart they should be, or Mm -hmm. when you should return to sex with your
1: husband, or when you should Mm -hmm. return to work, or when you should, when you should, like, F the should.
0: Yeah. F the should. F the should.
1: That. If you find yourself saying should, just cross it. Yeah. And then see what happens to the words and the ways you're addressing Mm -hmm. yourself in your journey.
0: That's so powerful. Huh. Say that again. F F the should. F the should. I want that on a t-shirt.
1: I kind of just want to say, fuck yeah. the should. Right. Just do it, people. Just do it. Like thigh we'll
0: gap. D- we'll just get. Oh god. My god. That's so cliche. <laughs> thigh gap was so 2008. Right. It's fine. That's fine. Um, wow. That's. I mean, that's huge. That's just. That's just really.
1: When I, I have a business degree. That's, okay. That was kind of my um, background.
0: Fascinating. Okay. okay.
1: And so everything was always very um, quantitative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really love that. My mom was a mathematics major. My grandpa was an engineer. Like I love finding that one penny, that one percentage, wherever we're going. And I've really found that there's this whole other side of me that has really blossomed since looking at the qualitative parts of life. Um, and so that's what I'm getting out of it is mm-hmm. finding this kind of new rhythm to life of, it kind of surprised me how quickly my body kind of shed this desire to put people in a box or find mm-hmm. that penny or find that, it doesn't really matter. It, 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 doesn't really matter. Um, what, even if you, even if we try to figure out the why sometimes, and this comes mm-hmm. in a lot with pregnancy, mm-hmm. the ups and downs of pregnancies and child rearing, mm-hmm. even if you, even if you do find the why, which is sometimes a very elusive thing, it doesn't really affect the scenario that you're in. You're still feeling the way you feel. Right. You're still experiencing what you're experiencing. This is still your truth. Mm -hmm. And um, focusing for me, focusing more on that and helping myself, because I'm, of course, helping, as I'm helping other people, it's helping me process things Mm -hmm. differently. And I've just really found that to be a really cool journey to go through with people. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what I love about it.
0: maybe we should talk about, um, like, there's lots of different kinds of doulas, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And... um, maybe people don't actually know what a doula is. Cause I certainly didn't before I was pregnant with my first daughter. It's my, I'd never heard of it.
1: It's my biggest, without it being at all a monetary gain for me, I would mm. just love every woman. Hi, you're pregnant. This is what an OB does. And this is what a doula does. And this is what a midwife does. And this is what you do. Like, I would really like that to be on a. This know,
0: is brochure. your team, right? Yeah. Like or, congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. Congratulations. Here are all the people you can talk to. That's
1: where you maybe should start. Right. Um, so the basic definition of a doula is a physical, emotional, mental support person for a laboring mama, for an expecting mama. Okay. Um, that's a birth doula, I should say to clarify Great. that. So a doula Physi- is physical, a physical, emotional A doula is a physical, emotional, mental, mental. Okay. um support person. Love that. So there is the mental part is more provide a resource um, mm-hmm. for providing information but not dictating care. Sure. So a doula is not going to overstep the bounds of an OB or a midwife who are both in charge of care. They're in charge of getting mom and baby to the other side of birth, healthy and, and um, intact. Healthy. Um, in intact. <laughs> intact. Side note, on circumcision Later, later. Oh, God. Um, so the doula is there to support all the other parts of, of mom's journey. And so there's a birth doula, which is just a very basic, um, I don't mean basic as in, of, uh, of what they're doing because it's very complex but it's the most um, common definition let's say for a doula would be when somebody says I have a doula they're probably referring to a birth doula mm-hmm. the person who was there for them um, holding their hand when they were screaming mm-hmm. that's them yeah but but the doula actually is you're not going to scream if you have a doula surprise it's not uh, it's not uh, what do you call those stinking movies it's not knocked up when she's just screaming her bloody head off or whatnot
0: no that's not what birth looks like it's not at
1: all what it looks like not at all um, I mean, that's maybe what you I- hope it looks like Go for it.
0: Maybe that is what it looks like for some people. True. But
1: I feel like possibly that happened because they were not given the tools and the information they needed at the time. Right.
0: Yeah. So the the doula –
1: so, like, I think the important thing for people to remember is that a doctor works for themselves, Mm -hmm. and they are serving their – what they believe is the priority to get the baby there safely and mom there safely. Mm -hmm. And the nurses work for the hospital Mm -hmm. as the – hospitals, liaison, and and, um, assistant to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And a doula works for mom. So the doctor may think we need to do A, B, and C to get that baby here safely. And the nurse is going to say, okay, for that to happen for the doctor and for the hospital's policies to be covered, I'm going to do D, E, and F. And the doula is the one who turns the mom and is like, with all these things happening, what do you want? What do you need? What do you feel? Mm -hmm. What are you hoping for in the next hour, 10 minutes, years? Like, it's really more... Identifying with the hopes and wants of moms, and I think that most women who get pregnant, assume the OB right. prioritizes that, and I think that OBs by and large are empathetic people. Why would we? Why would they get into this industry if they weren't hoping to help women? Mm-hmm. That's not their job. It's not their priority. No. It's not their priority. So not for all of them.
0: No. So so you're really you're an advocate, right? You're an yes. advocate in a stressful situation. Yes.
1: Yes, and kind of that anchor of, I I know birth. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I can help them when they, moms, when they are presented with something that they never knew could happen. Mm -hmm. They have somebody in the room that they know is going to prioritize them understanding, helping them through it, giving them options of how to proceed. So like an example might be a doctor saying something like, well, you're not progressing. The mom might not really know deep down what that means. Mm -hmm. And what the doula can say is, here's exactly what that means. Here's what we can do about it. Here's what your next hour could look like. Right. Um,
0: So you're translating. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had a doctor refer to it one him as a medical coach. I don't know if that's some sort of a medical technical coach. thing that I'm throwing off there. But, like, sometimes, you know, when, um, and this is another way you can be a doula, is, as our population is aging, the baby boomers are aging, mm-hmm. um, and they don't all live near family that can help them, a mm-hmm. medical coach is somebody who shows up and, like, says, this is what the doctor just told you, you know. Right. They kind of interpret what sure. happens, just like you said, interpret. Um, and then there are postpartum doulas, which I mm-hmm. think are really underutilized in today's day and age. And a postpartum doula comes in and part nanny, part therapist, part mom slash sister. Totally. um, Who comes in and takes care of baby, takes care of mom, helps with lactation, helps with just mom and baby adjusting to each other on the other side of
0: birth. And again, not diagnosing and not treating. Nope. Nope. But just there is like resources. Like yes. here's a, here's a space that you can find a lactation yeah. consultant or they can kind of help you find the yeah. latch if they need to. Exactly. Exactly. They aren't, they aren't replacing anybody else on your care team. They're just adding to and supporting Correct. those resources. Yes.
1: And they are, <clears throat> we're trained, you know, we're not just somebody who's like, here, I'll just do this. So we're trained. <laughs> yeah. It's but not like a nice neighbor. <laughs> right. But we're trained to know the scope of our, of our, what we really offer. Sure. Um, and then there's also, bereavement doula support, Mm -hmm. which I also do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is to help moms on their journey, moms and families. Um, and we can get into that a little bit more later about how I think that dads are under supported.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but moms and families who are experiencing a loss and that could be a miscarriage. It could be a stillbirth and it could be, um, like a a neonatal loss basically. Um, or even a a fatal fetal diagnosis. So somebody actually hasn't had the event yet, Mm -hmm. but it's, um,
0: Living, um,
1: yeah, Jinks. um, and then there are somebody who maybe describes themselves as a full spectrum doula, mm-hmm. is somebody who is offering support on all sides, and mm-hmm. there are even doulas who support for abortion, okay. Um, and having that person who just goes with you because mm-hmm. we can get into that later, um, it's an extremely difficult decision and moment oh in those women's lives, yeah, and for whatever the reason or the circumstances may right. be, and to just Again, the doula is not telling them what to do, how to do mm-hmm. anything like that. They're just saying, I'll, "I'll sit there with you. Right. I'll sit there with you. I'll help you, and I will support you, and I'll make sure that physically, you are taken care of after because it's yeah. it's um, physically challenging.
0: Oh, I believe on it. The body
1: and yeah. So those are kind of. I think I've all the doula steps. Yeah. I mean, definitely when. somebody speak up if I forgot something. <laughs>
0: Would you describe yourself? Would you describe yourself as a full spectrum doula? Is there Definitely. a particular area? Definitely. That you-
1: I don't. Do, oh, I'm not trained to be a postpartum doula. Uh-huh. Um, and that's another thing is that you can you can go to somebody who's not certified, not trained, etc. Mm-hmm. But they there's always the benefit of training. There's a reason right. there is training. Right, right. So like <laughs> you know, I'm not knocking that. I'm not saying that just because somebody's trained make them makes them better than somebody who's not trained, untrained.
0: Sure. Um,
1: so I'm untrained as a postpartum doula, mm-hmm. I have two wee babes, and I'm happy to ste- step in and help people. Um, I've had two wee babes, I should say, so I have some experience, but that's not really my right. niche. Um, I definitely do birth doula mm-hmm. support, bereavement support, mm-hmm. and I would do abortion or full, full spectrum support full if spectrum. somebody needed it. Yeah, um, It's available. I have not
0: had anybody yet reach out to me for that. Sure. Well, I think that's now it. people know that that's a resource. Yeah, it is. I think I can, I mean, we could do a whole episode on this, but... Imagine how scary and alienating that is to go through that process. And um, I mean, so Jenny and I have both experienced loss mm-hmm. and like navigating postpartum. I can't speak for your experience, mm-hmm. but you don't feel like you fit into that nice, clean box mm-hmm. of like what to do postpartum. Mm-hmm. So imagine going through something that is like socially taboo, mm-hmm. right? Um, like feeling like you won't have any support. Like, feeling
1: like you're not supposed to say something. Oh my gosh, right? I'm, I'm better off if I don't say something. Because if I say something, I might get
0: shot down for yeah for this. So thank God for people like you. Well, yeah. I mean, just and like, what an, what an incredible service. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's It's a It's a really beautiful service. And, of mm. course, it, it costs money. Um, sure. And it's really hard sometimes for people to, you know, they want it kind of like, like everybody should have the service, but maybe not everybody can afford it. And right. I know that a lot of doulas, including myself, offer um, different approaches to, sure. to payment or like whatnot. Sliding scale or? Sliding scale or trade.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: That because it's I want it to be available to everybody but particularly the bereavement doula support that I do is free of charge mm-hmm.
0: yeah how do you um how do you kind of so I mean working especially within the world of like bereavement um but even going through like the birth process can be really um I think challenging as birth support people how do you kind of create space and not take on other people's anxieties do you have any tips for people because I feel like partners can benefit from knowing how to do that too right yeah yeah how to like Draw that line.
1: Yeah. I My first recommendation to partners and moms, but particularly partners, because I think moms are already tuned into this, is to go online and find a birth video. Like, <laughs> see what this thing looks like. Right. Understand what true birth looks like, because it doesn't, most likely, like we said, doesn't look like what you've seen in a movie. And it can be really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It can be really intense. It can be really fast. It can take a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, get your head wrapped around what's about to happen so that that's not what's the first thing on your head. Like, the first thing on your mind is not what is going on right now. Holy Mm -hmm. hell, like, what (laughs) is happening, which I've had plenty of dads say. Sure. Um, What is that? What is going on? Oh, my God. This is intense. You know, like, recognize what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And so then you're able to recognize what your role looks like. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. when you don't know, you don't know. So recognizing what your role looks like and me recognizing what my role is, And it's really hard not to get emotionally invested. I have yet attempted a birth where I don't cry. (laughs) I can sometimes kind of hide it from everybody, you know? This is really beautiful. This is really, I just cry. It's a really incredible moment. And so um, I think maybe as more time goes on, maybe I'll be better about finding that place in my soul to kind of hold those emotions because I don't want to put Mm -hmm. them down. But I have to kind of, you know, sometimes hold them and and finding, I'm trying to find that good routine, that good, um, uh, like every time I have a birth I go and do this. And oh, right yeah. now, right now I have share it with other doulas that I know. And mm-hmm. we, doulas love kind of sharing the emotions of everything. We don't share all the, the details and whatnot. And in Shoots County, we try to, the doulas try to really work together and support each other. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice so we um, Yeah. So, so processing the births and um, sharing the highs, because it is such a high. Right. When you come out and you're just like, z- you know, zinging a little bit. And you want to kind of share that that zing with somebody mm-hmm. who understands. My husband's like, oh, okay, great. We're back Bye. over. So she had her baby. That's great. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah. Bye. <Bye-bye>. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What a like. What an incredible just world to be in.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible privilege, and I and I try to explain that to my mamas. Is I am incredibly honored and privileged mm-hmm. to be in their space and helping them with this, yeah. and it's like. Yeah, it's just it goes back and forth. A really really cool thing is that um my second daughter, Grace, was born in October of twenty seventeen. Okay. The labor and delivery nurse, her name is Kenzie, and mm-hmm. I did not have a doula. Trust me, if I had any more kids, I would have a doula. <laughs> did not have a doula. Um so she she's when you're a labor and delivery nurse and there's no doula, you're you're kind of stand in doula, but they're not trained in the same things mm-hmm. and their priorities are not the same thing. So right. keep that in mind. They do lovely things, but yeah. It's not their expertise. So mm-hmm. she was helping me have my baby and she turned around and got pregnant. Three months later, two months later, with twin boys. Oh, my god! Yeah. And I was the duel at her birth. <gasps> yes.
0: And so we like quiet to talk clapping. about. Yes. Quiet clapping.
1: <laughs> we like to talk about we're just women helping women have babies. Yeah. That's all we're absolutely. doing. Like, yeah, just turning around. like Because even though she knew what to expect, mm-hmm. labor and deliver nurse, she's seen a lot of babies born. Right. She ain't never seen it from that side of the table. Sure. Right. Sure. by table, I mean bed. There
0: was not a table. We maybe, didn't lay on a table. Maybe <laughs> you want to birth on a table.
1: You can birth however you need to. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: However you want. That's a, that's a big important thing, mamas. You can
0: birth however you want. Absolutely. There's no wrong way to have mm-hmm. a baby. There's no box, girls. And there's also no easy way to have a baby. Mm-mm. We can have a whole episode on that. Oh, probably. Write that down. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Take <it out>. a <laughs> note. Tell us about your family. I know I know Grace. You know Gracie. She's the cutest. Yes. Gracie, so October 2017,
1: uh, we're recording this in December of 2018. So she's 14 months. Oh, my gosh. She's great. She's my mover. Mm-hmm. She's just a mover and a goer and a squealer. <laughs> and I have a three year old daughter. They're almost exactly two years apart. I have a three year old daughter. She's also named Jenny. So I'm the third Jenny in a row. She's the fourth Jenny in a row. Talk about that. So I can go real far back is my, um, let me think. my great great grandmother was somebody named Jane. Never mattered. Okay. She died in childbirth. Um, and her son became, he was very impacted by that. Mm-hmm. And he was the, the baby. And so her son became a doctor, and he was a doctor um, in LA. And he had, and I guess Jane went by Jenny. Okay. He had three daughters and he named the third daughter Jenny after his mom. All right. And then she named her daughter Jenny, which was my mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then that Jenny Rand, grandma is Rand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, was killed by a drunk driver oh before any of her grandbabies were born. And so my mom, when I was born, my mom named me after her mom. So now we have this this. So technically, I'm the third in a row, but it was kind of started by yeah. Jane back in the day. And so when I, I really hoped that I would have a daughter and I could mm. carry it on, and I sure did. And so she's Yay. Jenny McKenzie. I love that. And she goes by Jenny Mac or Jenny Mac. Mac or oh my god, she has god. a lot of nicknames. But yeah, so that's Mac. And she's three, and she is the sensitive talker. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so right now, a sensitive three-year-old talker tattles.
0: Oh, I believe That's that.
1: We're in right now. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to, we're, just the other day I was trying to com- explain her the difference between venting and tattling. Like, right. Venting, you're just telling me your feelings and I get mm-hmm. that. But tattling is you're trying to get somebody in trouble. Yeah. Which one are you trying to go for here? Mm-hmm. She just looks at me in. Tattling. Okay. <laughs> okay. Clear. Got you it. I know what you're going for. Yeah. I really appreciate your odyssey. Step one.
0: Step one. Oh <laughs> my God. Toddlers. Yep. Oh.
1: And then I have <clears> a just recently Christmas Eve turned 18 year old stepson. Okay. Um, his name is Zach.
0: That's a big age gap.
1: Big age gap, and we kind of had kids right away. I'm my husband's second wife. Okay. And he got divorced, not second, as in sister wives. But that would be lovely. <laughs> what can talk about a sister wife? Are you kidding me? I mean, I feel like well, let's we'll bring that up later. Okay, that would okay. definitely be helpful.
0: I'm too possessive for that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Couldn't couldn't. Anyway, anyway.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So. I'm I'm a second wife, that's where I was. And so um Zach is from his first marriage and so when Fred and I got married, it's my husband's name. I love that his name is Fred. He's not eighty. It's a big thing that when people meet him they're like, Oh, I was picturing Fred. something much older.
0: <laughs> well, I mean there's like Fred Armiston. Yeah. So I mean there is. He's so trendy. Look at yeah. that.
1: Fred is so trendy. He's so trendy. He is named after his grandfather, so another old names. We've got we got old names in our family. And Grace is named after her great great grandmother, so we're just we're, we're all, all about, about old names. We're all
0: about old names. Except Zach. Sorry, Zach. you a little French one. Zach- um, is it short for Zachariah?
1: Zachary. Oh, okay. Zachariah would have been great. Yeah. Zachary. Um, he, sorry, I keep, keep drowling my, um, um, he, uh, is 18, first marriage. And so when, we, oh, when we first got married, mm-hmm. we decided that at the time that we got married, Zach was 14 and we decided if we were going to have kids better to have them closer together so they do have a relationship with each other and they're under the same roof for a little bit sure. etc and that's been really that was a that was a good plan on our part so mm-hmm. shot in the dark what did we know really like, right. well, sounds like a good idea um but we did it and it worked out really well mm-hmm. and he is very attached and very very sweet with the little girls oh, wow. super awesome yeah and he's just a sweet soul anyways and that's just kind of really mm-hmm. been magical to watch because again oh, yeah. shot in the dark we didn't know what's going to happen there and right and he admittedly says that when I was first pregnant he was like
0: <laughs> no. Nope. Not really
1: looking forward to that. Nope. Not really looking forward to that. So that's worked out well. Yeah, so married that's to Fred, awesome. and then we have Zach and Mac. Yep. We, didn't, we, didn't, do, we didn't do that
0: on purpose. Zach and, and Mac. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny Mac. Jenny Mac. Jenny Mac. Mm-hmm. Jenny Mac. And not Jennifer. Like, we, I think we talked about that in episode right. one. Right,
1: not Jennifer. We not are Not Jennifer. You're Jenny's. Yes. Yes. Love it. From the beginning. There was a, never a Jennifer. Never a Jennifer. was named after Jennifer. Well, Jennifers are all,
0: like, the 80s. So <laughs> you there, you're so mean, you out there. You're so mean. I, that's why you all go by Jen. You're trying to I'm be sweet I'm trying sweeter. to think of. Oh no, I have a wonderful Jen. Oh my god, Jen is okay. Jen is okay. Jen double N.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But see, they go by Jen to be nicer. Jennifer. runs <laughs> Lucifer for a reason.
0: Stop! Yeah. Oh my god, we're going to be pissing off so many people. So many Jennifers. Just kidding, you guys. Just kidding. I'm sure you're all wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay, so. We work in like a digital world, right? Like we're yes. on, we're online all the time. All the time. What's something that when you meet somebody in person, they're really surprised about you?
1: Oh God, I'm 6'1".
0: You're 6'1"? I'm i I'm sitting across the table. I know she's 6'1".
1: <laughs> this is a, a common thing for people. Mm-hmm. They just, they kind of like, and I almost almost forget to tell them. Right. So I'll meet somebody and be mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, i see you there. I have dark hair. And then they meet me and they're like, why didn't you tell me you're in Amazon? <laughs> oh my God, I forgot. I forgot to mention this thing. This is a thing I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm 6'1". Six 6'1". One. Six
0: one. Mm-hmm. I think so often we look at people on social media and we imagine them as, as tall. Certain heights. Certain height. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, you're really short. Jenny and I don't disappoint on that part. Nope. No. We are as tall as we seem. Yes. If not taller. Probably. You're probably taller. How tall are you? Uh, five, nine-ish, ten-ish. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got, I got some stature. tall, girls. I mean, no, no. I mean, no hate to the shorter. It's fine. Stature. I've realized that, like, some of my best girlfriends are actually all taller than me. Oh. Yeah isn't that funny? Yeah, I wonder
1: what that says about us. I,
0: I'm just like surrounding myself with tall women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm the shortest in my family.
1: I mean, I definitely think that it. You're shortest.
0: <laughs> are you the only girl? No. Oh, how tall are your sisters? Sister. Uh, one's five ten. Like we're right about the same height, uh-huh. and the other one's six foot. Lovely. Yeah, but this episode is not about Sorry. me. Sorry. Okay, we'll get back into that later. <laughs> we'll get
1: back into that later. Um, I always one of my dear friends is about as tall as I am, and I, I play volleyball. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um. Particularly now that I'm 35, mm-hmm. I play sand volleyball. Love it. Yeah, not, no hard court stuff. But um, <laughs> when we go into a mm-hmm. bar together, generally we go to a bar after playing. That's our our, mm-hmm. our expertise level. Um, we call it the uh, the circus came to town. People are like, one tall girl, whoa. Two tall, whoa. Three what tall girls. This? Yeah, and they're – so we're, we bring the circus to town. Oh, I love it. We show up together. So like you said, how your friends are taller than you, I think. Right?
0: Yeah. I tend to run with a taller crowd. I feel like we should have a – a volleyball game at BirthFit Summit this year. I think we should. a right. plays. Oh my god. Yeah. I haven't played in a long time, but I want to play. Yeah. So good. Done. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do with BirthFit? We'll it's to. a little different than Doula Land. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Doula Land is what I've called it now. I'm sorry. Is that my new business name? Doula Land. Well, I mean, it's self explanatory. Would it be Doula Land or Dooland? <laughs> I think Doula Land. <laughs> okay. La, 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 la. I like it. Okay. Anyway. So you work with BirthFit. hmm mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I'm glad to be a regional director for BirthFit. Um, so I'm in the class of 2018, meaning I started January
0: 2018. Woo, me too. Sorority class. Yeah. <laughs> we um, pledged together. We said
1: pledge together. No, it's not like that at all. Not at all. Sometimes not even it does feel like that.
0: In like the best way. In the possible. positive yeah, way. In a positive way. Right. Like sisters. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, anyway. Mm-hmm. Birth um fit. yeah,
1: BirthFit. So I stumbled across BirthFit actually through uh um, a random story. I have a dear friend of mine, um, old family friend who is in the CrossFit world. Mm-hmm. And when I got pregnant with my first daughter and I was trying to, I also have MTHFR. We go back to that later. Yeah. So I was trying to detoxify my body and be mm-hmm. really conscientious. That it was like the start of my journey of paying attention to what mm-hmm. I put in my body. And the first thing that I like found on a blog somewhere was drink bone broth. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, okay, let's do that. So I had seen my friend who was affiliated with CrossFit. Um, her husband actually worked for CrossFit. Uh, she had a bone broth recipe at some point. And I was like, Where'd you get that? And she's like, Oh, I got it from my
0: friend Laura. Mm-hmm. She Laura Bruner and does oh, okay. um uh, My Radical Roots. My radical Roots or just Radical Roots? I think it's just Radical Roots. Radical Roots. She's the modern mamas podcast. Yes.
1: Good at the people. time though, at the time though, no baby or anything, just was talking CrossFit and Health and oh, that's right. Bone broth.
0: Mm-hmm. So I found that recipe. Bone broth.
1: Bone broth. So I started to follow her. I had Mac. I had um in the meantime, she got pregnant with her baby, mm-hmm. and I, and then at some point, at some point, I started to hear BirthFit mm-hmm. at the same time that I was looking to provide postpartum care for women in mm-hmm. Bend. Okay, and it just was like meant to be in the stars, right? Just totally. like everything came together just right, um, and so that's how I found BirthFit, cool. and loved, um, just love that they had this presence already established that I could really be really impactful. My mm-hmm. fear was that if I did it on my own. It would just be so slow for people to understand, or what is it, and BirthFit has this beautiful programming mm-hmm. already set up, beautiful research behind it, and knowledge, and guidance, right. and training, and all those things that I find as a nerd really important, <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so that's how I, that's how I found BirthFit, and um, yeah, regional director BirthFit Ben, and if you want people familiar with Ben, Ben's smack dab in the center of Oregon. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's don't, really, really don't beautiful. Go.
0: But don't move there. Don't go, please. You can visit. You can come visit me anytime. <laughs> don't move to Portland either. It's terrible. It's really ugly. It's awful. <laughs> Definitely green. green. People. Yeah. Um. But maybe just a really quick, like for somebody who may have never heard of Burfitt, oh. which is actually what I'm running into a lot in Portland, which uh-huh. is hilarious to me. Uh-huh. Um, Same thing kind of Yeah, right? So people who may have not found Laura Bruner's mm-hmm. bone broth recipe mm-hmm. that led them to BirthFit. <laughs> She's gonna be
1: like that was bone the, broth was birth fit. Yeah.
0: love it. We'll link to that recipe in the <laughs> in the show notes yeah, for sure because she's got some good stuff going she does. on. Um, um so what 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 is birth fit? Birth fit. Birth fit is a
1: movement. It is. Um, I got. I should be reading this or have it memorized. That's fine.
0: It's, it's a movement. It's, it's a
1: movement. It's a movement to educate and empower women throughout uh, the motherhood transition, which love is it. preconception through postpartum, and postpartum lasts forever, so forever, all the time. Birth fit so is
0: all the time. All
1: the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, And I think that's really what it's going to transition to be is just um, the fact that our our fertility is tied directly to our entire lives. Yeah, absolutely. And really our mother's lives. Our grandmother's lives. And our grandmother's lives. And so Mm -hmm. So looking at fertility as the thing that flows through our entire Mm -hmm. being as women, and therefore
0: it's, yeah. Flowing fertility. That would have been another great podcast name.
1: <laughs> Maybe a little more, um, specific. That's topics. true. Yeah. We That's could, that would be our offshoot. It's a flowing fertility episode. Be a good program. Yes. Um, so, so birth fit is all about the education and empowerment side, mm-hmm. kind of like the doula side where you don't make decisions for people, mm-hmm. um, but you provide them with all the information they need. The thing that birth fit does do physically is offer, um, a variety of series, which is programs, mm-hmm. um, postpartum, prenatal fitness related, but also, uh um, it's more than just fitness, the four pillars are fitness, nutrition, connection, and mindset. And because movement flows through everything, just like fertility flows through everything, um, that's kind of the like, I wouldn't even say the cornerstone, but it's, it's uh, the vehicle through which mm. we get to learn about the other parts of our, right. of our
0: existence and of mm-hmm. our journey in motherhood whatnot. So yeah, one, a, one of one of the yeah, I think that answers it. One of the um like phrases that we hear through through the Birthfoot world is like our breath connects the physical with the non physical. Yes. Right? Yes. And so much of your breath is tied into your core. Yeah. And we're not talking like six pack abs no, core. Please don't talk about it. Please don't. I mean we could talk about it, but we probably are gonna say things that you generally won't hear. Let's not yeah, let's not highlight it. That's not that's mm-hmm. not it's not your being is not tied up in your abs. Oh gosh. But it is in your core.
1: We gotta delineate that, I think. So for... birthfoot
0: also does a good job of taking the conversation beyond birth. Yes. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. and we kinda hook people in with those fitness because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I wanna work out.
1: It's what's it's what's being prioritized. It's the sexy our society. thing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. totally it's
0: the sexy impulse. I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: So 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 good. So we talked about
1: my family mm-hmm. and my
0: work mm-hmm. and how tall I am. Oh my gosh. Well what what else should people know? I mean, <laughs> Oh, I have I have a question for you. I have two questions for you, and maybe we can wrap it up here. Okay. So first, what is your like daily non-negotiable?
1: That's a really good question because I feel that that's one of the places that I'm faltering in my life. Okay. Is that I'm a slippery slope of Mm -hmm. of some people would say ADD. You know, maybe (laughs) of um yeah I jump on whatever sounds really great to me in the moment. Okay. And I think that's leading to a lot of of not feeling grounded and satisfied and content at the end of the day. Sure. Okay. And so I think I do need to find these routines that okay. really make me connect to myself and connect to my existence that. as a mom, as a woman, mm-hmm. as a wife, as a business owner, all those things. So right now though, what I do know that I need every day, but it also comes in a variety of formats is mm-hmm. I am like visually could never really be overstimulated. Like hit me with everything
0: Uh huh.
1: audit, like sound wise, Mama needs quiet sometimes.
0: Oh, I believe that. So
1: I just, like, that's the thing that I get Mm. overwhelmed on. So I just find quiet, whether it's a shower by myself or a bath Mm. by myself or laying down to bed before my husband comes in. And, like, somehow I have to kind of hit that, like, library silence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just, like, reset, recharge. uh, Which I think if people meet me, they'd be surprised because I'm loud. You you have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy. I have adjusted the mic a couple times. (laughs)
1: Have you for my laugh? Because the more the laugh comes, this is genetically. We inherited. both just like
0: lean back when we laugh. I can't help it. <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah. It's just so joyous. I'm
1: gonna. We'll bring my mom and my aunt on one time. Just so you, you'll tell a joke oh. and then you'll watch us all laugh and be like, "Oh my God, she's totally. not kidding." <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um. So yeah. So that's that's kind of like my funny introvert okay. moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which more. is why I don't like Dutch brothers because before you even get your <laughs> coffee. In the morning, and I'm still in my introverted moment. Mm-hmm. You pull up, God bless them. They're friendly, but they're loud and up in your face.
0: They're, they're too. They've had too much <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I'm like, shh shh, 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 just the coffee. Okay, so just quiet. With just hand the woman her coffee and walk back mm-hmm. away slowly. Mm-hmm. But then they hand me bad coffee, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm never coming back. Right. So Dutch Brothers is probably not going to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> probably probably going to take that off the list. <laughs> um, Shoot, buy local.
1: I love actually Dutch Bros. I, I hear that I they're a very they lovely um, company to work. They do for. give back a lot, mm-hmm. and those people are are generally very very friendly. That's just not my. It's seat. just
0: it's not the delivery you need first no, thing it's in the just morning. not my, yeah. So you need quiet mm-hmm. and a quiet coffee. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. a little better. Okay. Okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. This is and this is where we'll we'll wrap it mm-hmm. up. Um, if you feel free to
1: edit all of my shit out.
0: <laughs> why would I do that? This is you. This is all about you. Um. What movie character, what movie character do you most identify with?
1: Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah.
0: By the way, I want you to ask me this question too.
1: <laughs> I, I literally... Or, or like, like any ever. any
0: fictional character.
1: I feel like that once I say it, it's like I'm like married to this person. So can I, can I say this now? And then we will maybe like come back to it every other
0: episode. Oh I'll my gosh, we can one. totally revisit this. Like in this moment... With the body that you have today or with the oh. soul that you have today? So is it a physical? Or no, not a physical a... thing. No. no, I was just... Just the,
1: the where, where I'm at. Where you're at. Where I'm at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where I'm at. I'm like, I haven't seen a movie in such a long time. I like, I have... We've I have, uh, we watched Frozen at my house. It's, that's
0: what we <laughs> So watch. do you identify with Olaf or... I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, basically. Basically? Basically, yeah.
1: yeah. I think in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I am... Uh, um, not, not that Olaf is superficial, but like that kind of like, just like, yeah, let's go along. Let's talk. And let's He's call a happy it
0: snowman. He's a happy
1: snowman. Ooh, hugs. Like that mm-hmm. idea. Um, but I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I have darker moments or whatnot. So, God, I can't. I'm are like,
0: saltier than that.
1: Yeah. You can have, we do this? Since yeah. this one's going to go first, can I think about this? And then we're going oh to bring it back up with let's the Let's bring list. it back.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, this was super fun. This shouldn't be the hardest question of the bunch, no. by the way. Well, I mean, I didn't give you any warning on it. No. So that's fine. And I don't watch any movies right now. It's fine. We'll brew on this. Okay. Okay, guys, we're gonna call it a
1: day here. It was lovely. If you guys have any more questions for me, by the way, I'm an open book. That's oh, yeah. something you should know about me. Mm-hmm. I'm a TMIer. Oh. And I will give you, you, to you share your whole story. Everything. Yeah. Maybe
0: more than you're waiting for. Kind of like a tidal wave.
1: Just, it's gonna hit you.
0: It's gonna be good. I think we'll we'll share our birth stories in some yeah. episodes coming yeah, up. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. So
1: if you have new questions for me, and you're like, she you won't answer that. Right. Like, yeah, I will.
0: It love it, love it, mm-hmm. okay well we're gonna call it a wrap today and you can find us over at birdie.in.bend mm-hmm. on instagram mm-hmm. or at sprout wellness
1: mm-hmm. and just come over and say hi come over and say hi send us a message okay. we'll see you later have a great day okay, bye bye
0: tuning into the Beyond Birth podcast. If you love what you're hearing, we'd be so thrilled if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time.